I'm Mindy Peterson, and this is Enhanced Life with Music, the layperson's guide to enjoying music's benefits. Our guest on the show today is Ariella Abrams, a creative manager at Score a Score, which is an award-winning music company specializing in original music for marketing. A native to Los Angeles, Ariella has always been immersed in the entertainment industry with a specific passion for music. ScoreScore's innovative approach to music licensing, creation, placement, and supervision has been featured in Inc. Magazine, Inc.'s 5,000 list of fastest-growing private companies for three consecutive years. ScoreScore does work with the biggest companies, brands, and film franchises in the world, including Google, Verizon, Apple, Intel, Microsoft, Fox, NBC, CBS, Disney, Netflix, MasterCard, Sprint, Target, McDonald's, Pizza Hut, Taco Bell, Honda, Subaru, Acura, and Pfizer, a literal who's who list of clients. <laughs> in, in addition, ScoreScore's work has been featured in publications including Forbes, Rolling Stone, Huffington Post, Wall Street Journal, Bloomberg, and IndieWire. Welcome to the show, Ariella. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Happy to be here. <laughs> the Enhanced Life with Music podcast is all about augmenting our lives with the inspiration and enrichment of music. Sometimes we're not fully aware of how music is affecting our lives, and today's episode is an example of this. The episode is about how we are in- influenced by music and movie trailers, probably without even realizing it. I know most of us, I sort of include myself in this to some extent, most of us don't really think a lot about the music and trailers. And if we do, Mm -hmm. we probably assume that the trailer music is fairly randomly selected from this magically pre-existing movie soundtrack. (laughs) Uh, So tell us... Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) So Ariel, tell us, how important is the music and trailers? Is it an afterthought or is it more integral to the message of the trailer? No, it's uh, it's definitely not an afterthought. It's 100% like extremely calculated and selected very carefully by a team of executives and music supervisors, as well as the filmmaker, mm-hmm. um, in framing their message as best they can once they're presenting that as marketing material to an audience. The music is very, very important, just as much as the images that they're cutting in the trailer itself. Mm. You know, I was I was looking on the the score scores website at some of your work, and I noticed at some of the trailers did not have any word like verbal words at all. It was just music. There were some mm-hmm. written words on the screen, but other than that, it was just the images and music. Like one uh, one example is Avengers Endgame. Score score was involved in that trailer, and no spoken words. It was just the screen the or the words on the screen, a few, very limited, no. some images and music. Yeah. So the trailer kind of trends itself in the past like 10 or 15 years have undergone a huge shift. Like 10 years ago, it was all VO with the person saying like, in a world where blah, 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 <laughs> sure. <laughs> or putting words on screen to just kind of help the audience understand what's happening Mm -hmm. today it's very different in that um it can kind of be classified as its own kind of art form its own mini film um where the music and the way that the trailer is cut helps should help the audience in understanding exactly what's going on and helping them understand, should I be feeling tense here? Should I be feeling excited, mm-hmm. happy, scared? 
um, all of the music kind of helps the audience understand what they should be feeling in certain scenes. So the words aren't entirely necessary mm-hmm. anymore. Sure. Interesting. I also saw an ad on your site and really a movie trailer is an ad for the movie, but I saw an ad, well, multiple ads. The one that really caught my attention was the Coca-Cola ad (laughs) again, had no spoken words at all. And (laughs) I found just that the commercial was very entertaining. And partly that could be when I watch TV, I have to admit it's pretty much all streaming stuff. So I do not watch Mm -hmm. very many commercials, but that Coca-Cola commercial for the service where you can submit your name and they'll, they'll write a name uh, song featuring your name in it. That's mm-hmm. awesome. It was hilarious. And just the ad was really entertaining and yeah, yeah no spoken words. So it, it really was fascinating. No, I mean, uh, it's definitely trickling into ads as well. Um, especially in like the Coca-Cola one is kind of rooted in a lot of humor and kind of like wit and excitement. Sure. Well, how important is the music? What role does it play? It sounds like it it does play an important role. Can you tell us how important it is on a scale of one to 10 with 10 being the most important and the images of what you're viewing? I imagine that's Mm got to be right up there with a 10. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're, if you're sat in a movie theater, um, waiting, waiting to watch a movie and those trailers come through and the sound is perfect and the the video is amazing and top quality and all of that. If you're experiencing the trailer how it should be in that setting and you're hearing all of those booms and those rises and all of those various elements that can build up a trailer cue, mm-hmm. that is exactly what the marketing executives are intending for you okay. <laughs> to, to feel that anticipation uh, so obviously, depending on the genre of the film and the trailer, the trailers entirely set up audience anticipation for the film. And a lot of the times music can kind of make or break it. Hmm. And there's actually there's a film trailer awards show oh, really? called the golden. Yeah. Oh, I guess I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. It really is its own little world. Yeah. There's, there's an award show where one of the categories is called the golden fleece. Okay. And it's, it's the best category to win because it goes to the trailer that did not do well in the box office, but but was the best trailer. Okay. So the movie itself didn't do all that well in the box office, but the trailer itself. Exactly. The trailer rooted up all this anticipation, but Uh. actually the movie itself is not very good. So that person is awarded the golden fleece. And a lot of that, obviously music plays into that. Obviously Uh it, it definitely has, has a huge impact. And, uh, I'm not sure, entirely sure like how familiar you are with the process of selecting it i'm not familiar that was going to be my next question is what does this process look like cool um it's actually kind of an intensive process and me coming into this world also like similar to you not having any idea that it even existed mm-hmm. <laughs> before okay. entering it mm-hmm. uh i was so fascinated to learn that there are actually uh, trailer houses that 
are that their job is to create movie trailers and they're in direct contact with movie studios in order to create them. Mm. Uh, and these trailer houses have music supervisors and those music supervisors are in touch with uh, production music libraries such as score score okay. uh, to select the music and hopefully if some miracle occurs the music finishes in the trailer mm. and by finish i mean it's gone through all of the proper channels and everyone's approved it and then you're eventually seeing it on your screen sure but obviously there are a lot of kind of different routes that that can take where the movie studio can go through kind of an in-house music supervisor like for example uh, Disney has their own in-house trailer division that's creating mm. those, creating that content, okay. as does NBC Universal. And all, all of those places have music supervisors, editors who create the trailers. I know from your website, the founder, CEO Jordan Passman, stated I, that when he started Score a Score in 2010, he set out to simplify mm -hmm. the collaboration between producers in need of original music and the composers who create it. With mm -hmm. nowhere else to go, directors were turning to Craigslist to find musicians and soundtracks for their projects. Yeah. 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 So places that don't have the in-house studio to create the trailer and the, mu the music for it, they, they, they were just kind of going to Craigslist to try to find places before these library companies sort of came into existence. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, the libraries again started when this trailer boom started happening about 10 years ago. Okay. And libraries are still sprouting up all over the place, but score score has been established for uh, about the same amount of time as the boom began. Mm -hmm. So um, that was really helpful in starting to establish relationships with music supervisors uh, and building up a roster of composers who are exceptionally talented in creating trailer music, as well as obviously score score dips in ad music as well. So mm -hmm. composers who have like a, wi a wide variety of genres that they can create. Each Each music vendor kind of has like a, when it's a library and not, kind of a label. Mm -hmm. They have a roster of composers who um, some have more than others, mm -hmm. but let's say a music supervisor wants to come to us with a specific idea. Let's say they're working on Aladdin, mm -hmm. which we did work on. Right, right. <laughs> um, and Disney comes to us and they say, we were looking for uh, something that's whimsical and uh, adventurous. Mm -hmm. So they can either choose to dip into our pre-established catalog mm -hmm. that we have on hand, and we would then pitch them music that we think would fit for the campaign. Okay. Or if they choose to go the custom route, we can pair them up with a composer who's on our roster oh. who will create a custom cue for sure. the campaign and uh, each each method, you never know if something is going to land immediately, but usually there is a bit of back and forth and kind of endless revisions until everyone is pretty happy. I can and imagine. then from there, 
Yeah, it really is amazing how many people of people these can go through. That's why it's a true miracle when anything finishes. <laughs> now you mentioned Disney and Aladdin. Now Disney, mm-hmm. I thought you said has in-house uh, they trailer do. studio who makes their own trailers. Do they sometimes Correct. go outside of that? They they can because Marvel is under the Disney umbrella and they just have so much content okay. that um, it's, very difficult for one house to keep up with all of that. So sometimes they do uh, designate different campaigns to different houses. Okay. Uh, and a lot of the time when it's a, when it's a different studio, they, who does not have an in-house division, they assign one campaign to multiple trailer houses mm. who are then in competition sure. to, to create uh, a trailer who puts all of the music vendors such as score score in competition who puts maybe several composers that were putting on custom cues in competition. Mm. And it, it really, really goes down the chain many times. Uh (laughs) Interesting. Uh, You use the phrase custom cue. Is that Mm -hmm. what it's called when it's a specific, like a commissioned music track type thing that's being Correct. requested. Okay. Yeah, just a just a customized like original kind of score. Okay. So, in terms of the process and what that looks like, score score might be contacted, other companies in the industry might be contacted. You then reach mm-hmm. out to the different artists who are working for you and either go the commission mm-hmm. route or library stock route. And then it just kind of goes through the whole committee effect, I imagine, right? Yeah. yeah. So so once we've sent it back to the trailer house, for example, and they're super pleased and the, the boss over there is super pleased, it then has to go back to the studio marketing executive who needs to approve it. And then it needs to go through various channels of testing with like different studio executives. It has to go past the filmmaker. There are focus groups. Uh, And then once all of that is approved and done with and everyone's liking it, everyone's happy, then it's finalized. Hmm. It really is amazing how much goes into something that probably lasts about 60 seconds, (laughs) maybe a few minutes at the the most. Really, yeah, we do we do a little celebration here every time we get something through because we we work very hard to to make sure everyone's pleased, especially the composers, because t- timelines for custom pieces such as that are usually very tight. So uh, it can be kind of strenuous on their part, but it is fun creating trailer music, I think, at the end of the day, as well as um, sound design, which is an entirely new industry now. Sound design. Tell me about that. Yeah. Trailer music composers can specify in, like, library cues or and or um, sound design, which are kind of, like, isolated elements that editors can drop into a trailer just to kind of enhance it, such as um, like hits or drones Uh or like rises, whooshes. Okay. Uh, Yeah. There are, there are a lot of different sounds. There's, there's sound design that can be like machine gun cocks Uh or uh, like sword unsheathing. (laughs) 
Oh, okay. <laughs> There's yeah, really so anything. different sound effects. Are most exactly. of those are the most of those created electronically? It depends on how organically the composer wants to create it, but yeah, a lot of the time it is electronic. If it's something more modular, electronic sounding. Other times, if we're creating themed sound design, for example, water, mm -hmm. the composer can like take a kettle and pour it into a pot okay. and incorporate that sound into whatever they're creating. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, because yeah, when I think about machine guns, it's easy for me to imagine that some kind of a synth would have a sound like that in it. Yeah. But a, shore, a sword unsheathing, <laughs> that's pretty specific. <laughs> I know. Well, they, they can get pretty creative. I don't know how they make the sword unsheathed. They might have a samurai sword lying above their bed or something that they can use. <laughs> <laughs> or, or they're like... Um, affect libraries online that they can purchase and play with. Sure. But, well, those uh, are the artists yeah. that, I mean, I just meet them and start talking to them and I'm like, wow, your level of creativity is just beyond my comprehension. I know. Like you see these composers with uh, like the modular walls that are just filled with wires. And I have no idea how they know what any of those wires do. <laughs> it's, it's pretty amazing. Well, you know, it's not really unsurprising to me that this level of intention goes into selecting the music because the the film industry has huge economic significance. I was looking around and mm -hmm. saw on Forbes that the global box office sales for 2018 were over $41 billion. And so given that kind of economic significance, it makes sense that every little detail would be analyzed to the nth degree. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, ev everything, especially if they choose to go the commercial music route, the commercial music route versus library music, there's there's so much money that goes into that. Okay. And when you say commercial, that's like be the commissioning of a specific piece. That's like artist, artist music. Like if you see Lizzo in mm -hmm. a trailer campaign. Oh, oh yeah. okay. Okay. Yeah. So if, if they're trying to avoid paying for Lizzo or like mm -hmm. Beyonce, mm -hmm. they can come, an alternative would be coming to libraries like us who can oh, okay. create something that's kind of similar, but not so hard on the wallet. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, on the show, we always have an improv segment, which is kind of a try this at home hack and experiment that will enhance listeners' lives with music. Do you have any suggestions for our listeners on some kind of a try this at home? Uh, yeah, yeah. So this this is actually a recommendation I make to budding composers who are kind of stuck on ideas and they're like not sure what to create. Mm. I think a fun thing to do would be to pull up a film trailer uh, and turn off the audio and then score to it mm. in a way that you think fits the trailer without any idea of what the music originally would sound like. Sure. So when you do that, it would have to be something you haven't seen before, probably a trailer in a movie you're not familiar with. Sure, or or just not using what you've already listened to, and just kind of go off of your own creative, creative idea of what you think would sound good with it. Sure. Do you? That sounds very interesting. That would be a really fun thing to do. Do you? Mm -hmm. Do you speak with budding composers very often? Or I would think that by the time they get to you, they're fairly well established. 
not really. Not really. We we have a pretty wide range of experience amongst our composers. Some people have been doing it for decades. Others a couple years. Others a hmm. few months. Oh wow! Um, because they can have experience in the music industry. Like we have some guys who are touring musicians and then decided, oh, maybe I'd like to try my hand at trailer music and okay. see what that feels like. Sure. Uh, and we're happy to kind of help those people understand like the structure of a trailer queue because it kind of has a bit of a formula mm-hmm. and uh, obviously it takes time to get up to the level where you are creating really exceptional work, but some people just kind of have the talent inherently. Mm. Um, but yeah, we, we definitely do work with, with people who are newer to it as well as people who are more established. Okay. And I imagine that's something it doesn't need to be local. Like you could probably work with composers all over the world, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. We, we have people, uh, like in Spain and, uh, yeah, kind of all over the world because, you don't need to be rooted in Los Angeles as long as, I mean, we're, we're here rooted in Los Angeles for you, keeping those connections, maintaining those relationships with music supervisors. So all those people need to do is sit where they need to sit and create their music. And uh, it doesn't matter where. Okay. So if a listener is a budding composer and is interested in investigating more, uh, doing this kind of work, what would you recommend to them? They would absolutely be able to reach out to me. I'm always happy to help people out and answer whatever questions I can if they are fascinated by the industry and kind of don't really know where to start. Okay. Probably the best place to begin would be just watch as many film trailers as you possibly can recent ones and old ones, just so you can kind of understand the trends that have Mm -hmm. occurred throughout the years, Mm -hmm. study up a little bit, and then maybe find a vendor that you feel like is the most suitable for matches, matches you in the best way. And when you say vendor, you're talking about library uh, houses, like, like score score. Correct. Yeah. So there are, there are so many of us out there that service composers and they all kind of work a little bit differently. I specifically like the way that score score works, obviously, Uh (laughs) (laughs) but it's really up to them and you can usually just kind of apply and we'll review the music that you've created, like your samples, and then we can go from there. Okay. But that, that's kind of where you, you where you would start is sure. just li- watch as many as you possibly can. Mm, great idea. Well, how can listeners learn more about and connect with ScoreScore? You have a website, ScoreScore.com. We do have a website. We have an Instagram. We have a Facebook. I think they're all under the name ScoreScore. Okay. Will you be listing my email in the show notes? That's up to you. Would you like it listed or not? I don't mind. If anyone has specific questions, they should feel free to reach out to me. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sure. What is your business email? Business email is Ariella, A-R-I-E-L-L-A, at scorescore.com. Wonderful. And you may get some contact from one of these budding composers <laughs> or, or a more established awesome. one. <laughs> awesome. Well, no guarantee that I'll get back to them 
within 10 minutes, but I will definitely get back to them when I can. <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. And I'll, I'll include links to all these in the show notes as well. Uh, for those who are driving as they're listening. Another link that I'm going to include in the show notes too is a link to an article by CEO Jordan Passman in Forbes. It's -hmm. called Inside the Competitive Business of Music for Film Trailers. It's a really interesting article and has this really amazing graphic that depicts the journey of a song in a movie trailer that I really liked. Mm -hmm. So I'll I'll include a link to that too because it's it's interesting. Yeah, that definitely is an overview of everything I discussed. So Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's kind of a perfect thing to refer to. Okay, great. Well, we close the show with a coda, an ending. I asked my guests to contribute the coda by sharing a song or a story about a moment that music enhanced your life. I'm kind of, I'm really curious to find out how you got into this real specific niche of the industry. Would you be willing to share with us your, your personal relationship with music and how you ended up in this particular field and job? Sure. Sure. So, I mean, as I mentioned earlier, I had no idea that this industry existed before maybe four years ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but my my experience kind of, or my, my past experience can be tied to like independent radio and I've worked in post-production as well. So it's always kind of been a tie between film and music and Um, Music has always been something I've involved myself in Mm. um, kind of my whole life. And Did you play an instrument as a child? How did you get started in music? Oh, I played piano very, very poorly um, (laughs) and had a traumatic, traumatic recital experience and resigned from playing piano for the rest of my life. (laughs) um, And then I tried, I tried playing drums as well in college and that was fine. (laughs) Uh-huh. <laughs> it was fine. I've I found that my ear is a lot stronger than my ability to create music. Okay. Uh, which is helpful in this industry because it's all about it's all based on your ear. Sure. Obviously that is extremely helpful. Mm-hmm. The way I kind of stumbled into it was I found a very random listing to be a licensing coordinator at another music library that was specific toward film trailer music mm. and I worked there for a couple of years got promoted to be kind of like a client relations go-to and the trailer music circle is so small in Los Angeles that I just met many 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 people very 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 quickly mm, sure <laughs> that, that's kind of just how I got roped into it and it's a community I really love and it's kind of inundated with really cool, um, humble people. So Mm. even though it's kind of the music industry, it's, it's a really cool part of it. Mm. So I fell into it there and then score score became like my next home. And I've been here for about a year now and I see no end in sight. (laughs) I'm really happy. Yeah. Wonderful. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for your time and for sharing your expertise into this niche world that most of us don't even recognize exists. It's very fascinating. And I know I know the next time I watch a movie trailer, I will really be noticing much more than I have in the past. (laughs) Awesome. Listen for the whooshes and the sword unsheaths. Yes, I will. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. 
Thank you, listeners, for joining us today. To automatically receive the next episode and help others find the show, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on whatever podcast app you use. Please tell a friend about us and tell us your suggestions for topics and guests at mpetersonmusic.com slash podcast. That page is also where you'll find show notes and where you can tell me how music enhances your life. I'd love to hear from you. Until next week, may your life be enhanced with music.